what is up what is good welcome back welcome back to arise podcast this is your host ali and today i have a special guest everybody we are on season sorry before i introduce the guest Devin, um we are season two of the podcast main topic is fear so we are going to dive into fear and today i chose a special guest who is he kind of represents fear in a way because he's so he's just a unique individual super um artistic um (laughs) creative he's into you like clothes right it's my brother, everybody. His name is Adrian. What would you like to call him? What do you like people to refer you as? Um, I like, like Adrian. Adrian? Yeah. All right, everybody. So it's my brother, Adrian. And yeah, welcome to the podcast. This is your first time here. Yes. How do you feel? Good. Good. Great. I feel pretty good. So our topic is fear. When I say that, where does your mind go? To the past. Really? Immediately. (laughs) Like a huge tunnel vision to the past. So what specifically from the past? School. Early stages of independency. So Um, like different scenarios in the past? So school is one of them early like being independent at an early age yeah Are those family family um just pretty much random situations of it just takes you to past. yeah so fear when you hear fear you just automatically got taken back to the past and can you share like maybe not like super in depth like some you don't have to if you don't want to but like kind of go into detail on maybe any of those scenarios that you feel like that you experience that fear like like a little rundown of that like what was like I don't know school was one of them yeah whichever one you would like to open up a little bit about if you don't want to you don't have to but maybe like choose one of those and then just kind of explain into detail more of like why you experienced fear at that time um or what caused it for me school was it became fear pretty much early early on mm-hmm. grade school and then it pretty much carried on to middle school and high school which sounds insane for high school because you're pretty much dealing with you know teenagers 18 19 year olds mm-hmm. you'd figure that it'd be nicer but you know, everyone, everywhere's different. I got to experience a lot of bullying throughout pretty much every year of school. That's what made me become very fearful of school. I would um, not, would I didn't want to wake up and go to school because of all the bullying. Mm-hmm. It went from students to actually faculty there. Um, there was a specific school, if I remember properly, it was middle school. 
What it was? It was somewhere in Whittier. It was a middle school out in Whittier, and we were new. We became our my parents. Our parents became management of a apartment complex, and they needed to enroll us in school. And I mean, us was like basically just my sister Lucy and myself. Mm-hmm. And they told them, you know, there's a local, there's two local schools nearby. Mm-hmm. We were pretty much located in between two schools. Yeah. And my mom chose, I believe it was called McKinley Middle School, something like that, somewhere in Whittier. The street, I remember the street, it was a street, is Telegraph. I don't understand why I memorized, I guess, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And we get there, we get enrolled. Uh, as soon as we got there, right away, I noticed that the counselors and the people in the main office mm-hmm. gave us the fuchi face when we walked in. Like the, the fuchi stink, face. The, the stinky face. face. And yeah. right away, I was just telling my mom, I'm like, you know, are you sure? we Should we go some, to the other one? Because there's another one. She's like, no, we're going to go here. Mm-hmm. This one's nice. This one looks nice. And I remember the buildings, each building had a tent-like structure. It almost looked like a circus tent for each one, mm-hmm. for each, you know, classroom yeah. area. And the cafeteria, the cafeteria was the main one, which was massive. It was like a massive, a it wasn't, they weren't tents. It was just like built like, like a tent, it was yeah. just concrete tent. It was okay. insane. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I feel, I feel like I I'm at a circus. Scary. And when we were getting enrolled, they were, they took me and my sister Lucy on a tour mm-hmm. while my mom dealt with paperwork or whatever. Yeah. Dealt with the teachers. And while they were giving us the tour, they separated us eventually because obviously Lucy was younger. She was going to go to mm-hmm. the grade school. There was yeah. a little area for grade school kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to be doing like the last year of. I so believe it was sixth age. grade, five, fifth, sixth grade. Because mm-hmm. I think once you hit sixth grade, you would graduate and go to the middle school. Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, grade school and middle school. And we get there, they split us up right away. And then you meet them, like, oh, why? Like, why do, why do I want to mm-hmm. be with my sister? You know, it's a new place, it's big. Yeah. They're giving us a tour, and right away, as soon as we entered the first building, which was physical education, yeah, uh, they're introducing like this is the new student. His name is Oscar. Blah 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 blah. And the kids, every kid that I saw was just Caucasian. They were oh. all American, like what? white yeah. kids all around. It was. I don't think I really saw a another colored person. Yeah. And, I mean, we were obviously, we're pretty tan. We're not dark, dark skin, but we still obviously we're brown. stand out. Brown. And we're like, okay, so, you know, I've, it's kind of new. Because previously we were at a, what felt like it was like a all 
international type of school. Yeah, everything. You saw from black kids, white kids, Mexican kids, you know, Indian kids, um, Asian, everything. It was everything. And this one was just pretty much just American. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I kind of felt weird. And then the person that was giving us the tour eventually gave the tour, went around. And everywhere we would go, they were just giving me, like, the stink. I, like, like, you know, who is this? And I would get afraid. I'm like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I'm, you know, I'm afraid that they're going to treat me, obviously, different. Because they're looking at me different already. Yeah. And, yeah, sure thing. As soon as we got enrolled, we were there for, like, a month or two. and. The kids just basically were really rude. They were nasty and rude. And, they do. and I I was just not comfortable. They were just calling me names. Mm-hmm. They would pick at me. Mm-hmm. They would I became there was like five kids and they were like pretty much pushing Talking me around. around. Yeah, like in a pickle, like boom, 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 like pushing me around. Why did I allow myself to do that? Because I just felt scared. And you know, defeated, I didn't know where to go. It's yeah. like, well, I don't want to run away crying because I don't want them to think I'm weak. So I basically took it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I tried to leave, but oh they would God. kept That's pulling me by the backpack. And at some point, I was being dragged. I'm like, come here, like, we're not done beating you up, little boy. I'm just like, bro, what the hell's going on? I don't That's like so it. Rude. And I was going, it just happened for a while, like, you know, for a month, two months. Mm-hmm. And I would get home and my mom and dad like, how was school? So I had to lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's good. It's all right. And then I became a really good liar because of that, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I know it's bad, but I became really good at lying to my mom because I didn't want them to worry because growing up, we were just moving. I felt like we were moving around every year yeah we didn't settle on a school where we would get comfortable we had to get up and move again why probably because of rent how to do with finances and just trying to find somewhere where we can all be financially stable like as a family or jobs so let's slow down a little bit and rewind to when you would come home mom would ask you like how was school? You would lie to her and be like, it was good. For how long did you keep lying? Because the bullying kept happening. Yeah. Even after she asked, like, let's say the first encounter she'd asked, you said everything's fine. It kept happening. Did she continue to ask? Yeah, they would ask every day. Did you ever get to a point where almost like a breakdown, like where you just were, you just let it out? I wouldn't break down. Did she ever find out? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, eventually once it got to the third month, Mm -hmm. it was like the beginning of the third month, and things escalated from bullying to threats. And it was crazy because Lucy was having the time of her life, and she actually fell in love with that school. And she clicked. I don't know if it was because she was light-skinned, because Lucy is a lot whiter than us. Uh And... I don't know. She just, I felt bad because I, I would see her like this. she's she having a really fine. good time. And I'm over here away from everybody in with a group of like maybe four or five kids that were also just outcasts yeah. and misfits of that school, entire school. We didn't really talk to each other because 
they were just so they look traumatized now that I think back. They were just quiet, looking down all the time, yeah. either reading a book, coloring, they're just being no, distracted. No. And I never did any of those activities. I just looked around. I was more of the observer, mm-hmm. just looking around and asking questions to the universe. Like, yeah. like why? What's going on? Like, why is life like this? What like, age was that? Um, you said it was... it was like fifth, fifth or sixth grade. So I want to say seven, eight. No, fifth grade is like teens, I think. Because Noah's, I was young. Noah's not. He was like third grade. So you're probably maybe like 10, 11. 10, I 11. Know. I don't think it was. Yeah. Sounds like that. So you were 10, 11 ish around there. Um, and you were all, you were already experiencing like yourself, like you found yourself asking questions out loud. Like, why? Yeah, is to myself. Like, is this how everyone is is uh-huh. this what we're going to be dealing with and they started to doing doing threats like you know if you don't leave this school we're gonna beat you up until you no longer are breathing so i'm like so you're gonna kill me basically <laughs> yes we're going to kill oh you god. i'm like oh my gosh you know why why i don't do anything to none of you like i don't even know you like that why are yeah. you guys you know want to kill me because and then they started using the word gay and that's oh. when i would question i'm like what what does that mean mm. you know i wasn't aware of the, that word never existed in my vocabulary okay. i'd never heard it until then and i was very confused i was in confusion i was like what the hell is what is this word <laughs> and i was i didn't even like it didn't click for me to open up a book the dictionary or anything that word was not in your vocabulary. No, and okay. I didn't even okay. think it would exist, like if it was an actual okay. term. So I was just like, oh, maybe it's just like slang or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then the more and more people started using it against me, like, oh yeah, you little gay guy, little gay mm-hmm. boy. And I was like, well, what is that? Finally, one day I told one a girl that was actually bullying me in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what does that word even mean? And she's like, what do you mean? You don't know what that is? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? It just means that you like boys. And I was just like, what? In my head, obviously, <laughs> I knew I was attracted to boys. But I was just like, well, how, how do you Why know? Like, you know, yeah. how do they know? Like, it's not like if I've ever been with another kid, uh-huh. another boy. And it just bothered me because I'm just like, are these kids like, can they read my mind? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on? And one, another girl, came up to me and she would point out on my stuff that I bring like my pencil box my binder like the front of it the cover because I would always get binders that have plastic in the front for me to put pictures like I'll make collages of things that I like yeah I was always very very creative I never liked plain bland supplies I always added my touch to everything (laughs) and from the pencil box to the freaking you know the little zipper bag where you put stuff in there like small like the sharpener your eraser i had a lot a lot of detail this day i have you know compartments for everything yeah and i you know you know i just make them my own yeah and she's like why do you who's that like first of all who's that all over your binder and i think at the time it was 
Shakira. Mm -hmm. Shakira and Britney like, Spears. How did I know you were going to say that? It was like Britney Spears and Shakira. And I was like, ballsy, yeah. like, you know, like putting things. Yeah. And the, the, she would be like, you know, you know, you do realize that only girls are allowed to do this. Like, why do you like Britney Spears and Shakira? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean why? Like, they sing amazing. Like, you know, their music is beautiful. And I like them. I like them a lot. And then they're like, you're weird. Like, you're a really weird person. Like, you mm -hmm. shouldn't be liking that. You're supposed to like sports and fast cars and wrestling. Yeah. And you need to be hanging out with boys. Why are you always hanging out with? with girls when you have a chance i'm like i don't know i just feel comfortable and mm -hmm. they're inviting and then some of them are kind and they would just always be questioning you know on that yeah, aspect yeah. and then when it came down to clothing that school didn't require uniforms because the past it would be just uniforms yeah so it was the first time for us dealing with normal clothes and we didn't have much clothes to choose from mm. uh, my mom would try her best to buy you know just nice things and for the most part we would always hit up yard sales and secondhand stores that's mm. what i remember the most yeah. because you can get more in bulk you can say Affordable. or cheaper and i remember wearing a but like ran just random name brands nike reebok adidas you know, and you can, we had mixed Reebok sweats yeah. or Reebok shorts, you know, just different um, name brands on different attire. Yeah. And one day a kid came up to me like, why are you wearing Nikes with Adidas oh, and Reebok shoes? Goodness. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, you either stick to one or you just don't wear it at all. And I'm just like, what? Why? I'm just wearing just shoes. Like yeah. you, you're wearing shoes. He's like, yeah, but look, little dumb boy, I'm wearing Adidas shoes, <laughs> oh Adidas God. pants, and Adidas shirt, and I'm probably wearing Adidas underpants too. I'm not laughing that he And I'm just that. like, bro, why? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is what I have. And then he's like, plus your color schemes all over. <laughs> you choose one color. You can't be. You look like a walking rainbow. And I'm just like, oh no. Now I'm a walking rainbow. And I would get really, really sad. I'm like, dude, what's going on? So eventually I came home. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not laughing at what it's just the way that you're I can in like <laughs> the way that you switch into character, it's it's funny to me. But I'm not laughing at that. Okay, so you went home. Yeah. And I eventually <laughs> told my mom, I'm like, Mom, can you buy me like everything the same yeah and then she's like well what do you mean like the same color the same what i'm like like the same name brand oh my goodness and mind you i didn't know anything about brands or anything so i was just like well the same name of the shirt it has mm -hmm. to be the same pants the same shirt same shoes mm -hmm. he's like well, where is this coming from yeah. i'm like well it's because in school i'm supposed to wear and I'm like are they telling you like is the teachers i'm like no they're the kids yeah. and then she's like oh no don't listen to them they don't know what they're saying their parents probably have money for them to buy them you know brand clothes sets. Yeah. yeah and i'm like well they're not leaving me alone they're bothering me mm. and that's when i first mentioned about the threats i was yeah. like and plus there's a group of kids in physical education that want to kill me because i like boys and then she's like what no you don't and i'm just like well that's what they're saying because i have 
you know, I showed her all my stuff mm-hmm. from school and she actually told me, she's like, you see, I told you if you were sure you wanted to buy that because the pencil box was oh from Hello Kitty yeah. that I got for my birthday, who I actually took Gilbert, my cousin Gilbert and my cousin Johnny with yeah. me and my mom mm-hmm. as a birthday gift. Like, where do you, what do you want and where do you want to go? I'm like, well, I want, I've been dying for a pencil box, the Hello Kitty. And my mom was like, but isn't that for like girls? And I was just like, no, no, look, it's a frog. It's green. It's for boys. It's, it's a boy. I don't want the cat. I want the, the frog. And she's like, okay. She's scratching her head all like confused. She's like, all right, fine. And that was like a cool thing about my mom. She would question it, and but she wouldn't make it obvious. Mm-hmm. She got, I guess she didn't want to like hurt my feelings or whatever. But then Johnny and Gilbert, they're like, but this story is for women, like mm-hmm. for girls, like car- like our cousin um, girls, Carol yeah. and Lucy should be here. Like they don't even shop here. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I just like it because it has a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. So they, my mom eventually bought it. And the kids in school saw it one day and they grabbed it while I got up to sharpen my pencil. And then I was, I was going to put back my stuff in the box. I'm like, where's my pencil box? I'm like looking, looking all over for it. And eventually I see a kid in the back, like, lifting. He's like, are you looking for this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's mine. You know, give it back. Why do you have it? This is for women. We're going to break it and throw it away until you buy something with Hot Wheels on it, like how a boy should do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I eventually told my mom. They actually did destroy that box. Oh, my God. But I never told my mom. I never they told her. In front of you? Yeah, they basically slammed it on the ground just, and they just stomped on it right. till they broke in half. Oh my god! What did and you I got do? really sad. I was really. Sad. I was just looking at them like. Ugh. Did you ever cry in front of these people? Did no, you ever, I never. Did you ever show them emotion? How they affected you? No, I never cried in you front of them. Scared? I would cry once I got home. I just pretty much I endured everything, and as soon as I got home went into a room or a bathroom, that's where I would cry. Oh, my God. But I never showed cry. them that. Your reaction. Yeah, because there was something in me that kept telling me, like, don't cry, don't cry, just be strong, ignore them. <sighs> and then, but once I would get home, it was just, like, all the flashbacks, and I would break down. But when I had told my mom about the threats and all that, she immediately went to the office. She asked for a day off from work. She went to the office and told them. They didn't believe her. Oh my and I kept going back again and told them, like, Mom, like these kids are being serious. They're, now they're giving us a date. Like, if I'm not gone, if I don't leave school within a certain amount of days, they're I'm going scared. to come after me. They they swore they knew where we lived, mm-hmm. and they're going to come and kill me. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she was like, all right, we can't do this anymore. That's so she crazy. got a hold of my aunt, Corina. Mm-hmm. For to go into translate basically because mm-hmm. my mom she can really communicate very well and then some of the teachers that spoke Spanish weren't very much help they were also pretty rude. Oh, why were they working? I'm just kidding. And eventually they got there. They talked to them. The day they were talking to them, two kids literally chased me out of the school, out of the outside of the building. Mm-hmm. I had to run home the because they're like, all right um today's it today's the day we're going to kill you and i'm just like geez so i just booked it i booked out of the school 
And I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell my mom or the teacher. I just left because these kids were literally the chasing The day of the me. meeting? Yeah, the day of the meeting. My mom was there? Yeah. And, and you left? And my uncle and I. And I left. So they, I guess they were. They started to look for me and it's like nowhere to be found. Oh, what the heck? And then my dad came home and he saw me. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I thought you were supposed to be, your mom's supposed to be talking with the teachers. I'm like, no, I left because the kids chased me and I didn't want them to hurt me. So they eventually got a hold of each other and they went back home. Luckily, we were able to transfer us, mm -hmm. Lucy and myself, to the next school, mm -hmm. which was Telegraph Middle School in Whittier, mm -hmm. a couple blocks, blocks down. Um, it was a whole process. I never got to go back. Lucy kept going, I think, for like four, four or five days. Yeah. And I didn't. And... We finally got accepted, but the one that was really devastated about leaving was Lucy. Yeah. She like she was crying. She's like, I just made three friends. It's not fair. And she wasn't really in the loop of what was going on. Oh, yeah. But she, I felt really bad for her. I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, I pretty much, like, I felt like it was my fault that she was sad and, you know, like, oh, because of me now, yeah. she doesn't have friends, so she's going to have to start from mm -hmm. the ground up again and we eventually made it to the other school and that school was way better yeah that was the teachers were more attentive they were more kind was it more of a variety uh yeah that one was more a variety yeah. and that school was actually that's that school made me open up even more because they helped me out that i had to go to counseling with the counselor yeah almost every day for 10-15 minutes because my mom had requested her for them to make me feel comfortable and all yeah. that and I did I ended up being really comfortable to the point where I joined I believe it was square dancing no way like I was comfortable enough to join a square dancing class for What's extra that? extra credit, like extra Where curriculum. Did? did you like it? And I actually enjoyed it. And I got to have <laughs> a partner, enjoying. like this really chunky girl. I remember her very, very specifically. She was like a ginger. Uh -huh. She's a pretty big girl. And we became really good friends. We love big and girls. And she was, she became my really, really good friend there. Mm -hmm. I believe her name was Ashley. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I had her for like three classes out of the six that I had there. And you guys square danced together. And she became my partner for square dance, and she also <laughs> got involved. And yeah. we had a full-on performance, which my parents, and I believe some of my family members went, like my That's aunts and lot. uncles. Um, And I actually liked it. It was pretty cool. And I didn't remember it. Like, I didn't remember the steps, like, later in life until we moved out to Wyoming because they had square dancing oh. going on. And I'm like, wait, how do, why do I know all these Isn't moves? Isn't that crazy? How God, like, prepared you for that, and, like, you ended up using it later on, years yeah. later in life. And you're like, bro, I know how to start dance, I guess. And then at that time, when I found out about it, I was living with Addie and Dylan, my yeah. roommates. And then they both looked like, you square dance? I'm like, actually, yeah, I did square dancing in that middle so school. Cool. And Addie's like, can you show me? Because <laughs> it looks like fun. We have to square dance for, you know, the medical um job that she has at, yeah. at the doctor's office she's like they're asking us to go to square dancing you know uh -huh. just for fun to hang out with the co-workers and i actually got to teach them a couple moves what the heck? and then i joined them i actually got a day off to go and yeah. do that with them but 
Dude, I was already like in my 20s when that was happening. That's so funny. But yeah. So, okay. So, so that is like a core memory of when I brought up the word fear. Yeah. That story, that phase in your life comes up. And obviously, like, I don't blame you. Like, I would be scared as shit too. <laughs> if I was getting, well, I, I have experienced like getting bullied. I have experienced, like, I could relate to like, being the odd one out and like obviously you know I went to school in Wyoming too and um like it was full of also Caucasians and all that I've never experienced like ever being threatened like someone telling me like just like threatening my life basically and it's just so crazy because I don't know I just feel like God gives us like he gives it's the saying that people say like God gives um, the toughest battles to his strongest soldiers or something yeah. like that. Because I know for a fact that I wouldn't have been able to um, handle it. handle threats, at least. Because I was barely able to handle, like, name calling and, like, odd stares. That are alone felt like I was dying, like, on the inside. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm going to die. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like um so i want to ask well i also do want to go into first of all i really admire the fact that i actually think it's really cool that you were able to step into the school and still be just authentically yourself like show up as you are wearing different brands wearing your creative backpack your lunchbox your folder binder just like I think it's really cool that you were able like because because that was you yeah like, that's all you knew you didn't even like you said earlier like the word gay wasn't in your vocabulary none of like like you showed up as yourself and you didn't I was before I've... these people started saying anything you were just you like you were at peace you were just representing who you are and that's something that I really admire about you and not only you but even our parents like we can talk so much like oh like now that I'm older I can actually like thank them like they did the best they could to like raise us and like provide for us but just knowing that you were able to go to school expressing yourself entirely (laughs) and just knowing that our parent it's all because our parents allowed you to express yourself although they might have questioned themselves and like maybe they talked talked amongst themselves deep down that just goes to show the real genuine love that they had for not just you but her kids like in general and like who you were and all of that so that's something I think to like reflect on and to really be like really grateful and just like admire our parents obviously like our mom's gone but still like that shouldn't take away like the feeling of like being like grateful for her and allowing you to just express yourself and like be you and same with dad you know um well i i can't speak fully for you know like we have different relationships but you get what i'm saying yeah um so i do want to go back a little bit and ask before we end the episode because i want to end like on a good note and i want to also be able to give you an opportunity to give the listeners like advice okay like i'll ask right now but basically like what did you do to overcome maybe not that specific fear if you want to touch if you want to go back and touch base on that you can but like 
maybe just in like fear in general like what do you do now or what did you do then in that season of your life to overcome that like what's something that really helped you overcome that fear that um i pretty much just because i was pretty much alone i didn't really have anyone to tell me advice like oh you should do this Mm -hmm. you know so i basically got to figure it out figure it out on my own Uh so the best thing i could say is just like i didn't give a fuck at some point Mm -hmm. you just i just had to like you can't care what other people say because it just came so repetitive to the point where like well obviously everyone seems to be like that but it doesn't bother me i'm still happy i'm still gonna be who i am regardless So, so that's that's what you that's how you overcame the fear and so that so when you overcame the fear you felt like more confident you felt more free right yeah. to express yourself and you just, just basic care. i always said who cares who cares yeah i always said that to myself before i obviously got older yeah and just be like just you know live un- unapologetically like. yeah and then when you were experiencing the fear how do you feel like that manifested, like the fear manifests? So you know how it can manifest in like anxiety, isolation, yeah. depression. Like for you, how did that manifest in your life, the fear? Um, Probably like isolation. I would, I would always isolate myself. Okay. That would be the best go-to. And then as you were trying to overcome the fear, you found yourself feeling were you as isolated after you feel like you have had came out of that fear uh i've i mean i've always been very isolated Isolated. i just the way i see it now is i always build walls Mm -hmm. to keep myself protected would you say boundaries yeah like just pretty much like keeping my distance away from certain people okay just that i i didn't have to deal with any other hatred and all that any other name calling i would just isolate myself keep myself take myself out of that situation as much as possible so when you were going through that feeling of fear you found yourself isolating yourself a lot and And at the time obviously it was just lucy and i so we we had one bedroom, but mm-hmm. Lucy was too young to even acknowledge anything. Mm-hmm. So I would always be in that room. Okay. And I always had music. I had coloring books. I had. I was a very, very artistic kid. I was always doing something. So in isolation, you were doing like, would you say? Creativity. Creativity. Just, you're creativity. Yeah. Collages, painting, coloring, watercoloring, mm-hmm. listening to music um and we did have a tv i would be watching a lot of like disney movies Mm -hmm. but the most that's funny because we did have a tv but that wasn't we didn't touch that much Mm -hmm. as kids nowadays where it just revolves around tv television tablets phones i was more like in paper pencil type of person Mm -hmm. so you got to tap in a little bit i mean it sounds kind of like it sucks the fact that you had like when you were experiencing that fear and like that hurt or just like that bad trauma I would say there was kind of a blessing behind it like when you like I don't completely think it's okay to completely isolate yourself I think it's okay to spend time alone every now and then Mm -hmm. but like if you just 
do it like for the rest of your life I don't think that that's healthy like for your mental health but there was kind of that blessing behind I guess the fear and like the isolation like or that was with that was the fact that you were able to tap into like your creativity and just maybe find like some kind of an escape yeah and like who knows how else you would have tapped into that if you didn't you know what I mean yeah once we got into high school, it was, like, a different story. So, high school, so it was mainly, like, when you were a lot young, like, elementary up to middle school. Middle school. That was more, like, a fearful phase of your life yeah. because of bullying and all of that. Until, like, you figure everything out in high and school. And then you had, and then you finally were able to overcome that fear, and you moved into your high school season of your life, and you were just the... I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. Like, you just felt more... I just never, basically, I never hid who I was, appearance-wise, uh-huh. creative-wise. So, as you moved into high school, did you, you didn't change who you were then, right? Like, the way that you dressed up now? Well, once I hit high school, obviously, I, when I was 15, I started working, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and started making money of okay. my own. So I used that money to go around and buy myself clothes that I wanted. And fortunately, all the clothes that I wanted didn't really fit in my mom and dad's, you know, list of like how we should present ourselves. And everything then was just black. Everything, everything was Mm -hmm. black. Black shoes, black socks, black pants, black shirt, black sweater. and um. That was basically all I did was just black. And then black you just on carried black. on this persona as like throughout yeah, throughout whole high school, all of high school. Did you become the bully? No, but I did bully a girl, <laughs> oh, two girls actually. Why? But I mean, I'm not the one to say they deserved it or whatever, but they did trigger me. Those two little girls triggered me in mm-hmm. high school and they would bring out a really nasty side of me yeah and for, it would take me back to you know that one school the circus school the childhood yeah <laughs> and i'm like that's not fair like it took me so long to get rid of these bullies and now they're back but now they're women it's uh-huh. like i love women and now they're i'm being attacked by uh, women two yeah. women sadly one of them was a big massive woman mm-hmm. she was her, her i remember her name her name was <laughs> I'm sorry, but her name is Kenya. Her name is Kenya, and the other one was Nicole. Not me saying expose her on here. And Nicole was white, and Kenya was Mexican. She was Latina. Were they friends? No. Oh. That's funny because they didn't get along within each other. Oh, my God. So I'm pretty sure they were releasing their anger onto me. And I had already figured out everything, like what a gay guy is, what a faggot, because dude, that word in high school was just inflammatory. Everybody was just throwing it out there, like, oh, dude, what the hell's going on? And that that's basically that that, that word was their favorite word to say to me. Okay. But I didn't really care. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then one day this girl pushed me to the edge. She put in my food, she put the peacock for when you get like stomach pains Spite. that powder oh, that you yeah. put in your water so it becomes bubbly like seltzer mm-hmm. she had the audacity to put a lot i don't know how many packets 
and my ketchup and my pizza and my juice box. So for when I came back from getting utensils or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the group around me was giggling. And I'm just like, what are you guys laughing about? I'm like, no, nothing. It's just Nicole being funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm like eating it. Dude, that pizza was ruined. It would taste disgusting. That's Everything disgusting. I was trying to get my flavor taste buds distracted from that that. everything was just covered and it got worse worse and worse down to the drink i'm like what the hell's going on and then i can see her in the background laughing and i clicked immediately it was her oh my god it was her she did this so with all that rage i had pinned up you know for her the next period i had next to her i was actually sitting behind her and i was mad and then she was acting like nothing couldn't even say it she didn't apologize or anything so i saw my opportunity sadly i'm a very very mischievous bad person Mm -hmm. and i looked the first thing i did was looked at her bag and i saw that it was open she had a pad in there (gasps) and she had red nail polish so that's oh what i did my gosh. i grabbed that pad i opened it up i put <laughs> i smeared a bunch of nail polish on it i sticked it on her <laughs> behind without her noticing i was just like patting it really <laughs> quietly and it was ssr it was like silent reading so i was very very quiet oh nobody was paying attention i was just very 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 quiet just doing my thing i was putting like you know, a lot of nail polish on it. <gasps> that bottle of nail polish was just God. wasted on that. And then I poured the remaining all over her backpack, like in her backpack. Oh Threw the little, gosh. you know, vial in there of the nail polish and just kept doing my thing. She eventually got up to get a pencil, her pencil uh-huh. sharpened. And then that's when somebody, you know, lifted their head and saw her with oh. the pad stuck to her side. And then that was just it. The girl that saw was like, oh my God, Nicole, you are so disgusting. How do you not throw away your used pads? And oh she's like, what? God. And then the whole class just lost it. And they were just pretty much pointing at her. She had to run out that class for me immediately. She didn't know exactly what happened, but I'm pretty sure in the bathroom where she left, she cl- everything clicked. He's like, well, Oscar was behind me. Oh it was him. He, he was responsible for all this. We didn't see her for a whole week. Dang. She didn't go to school for a whole week. Did you ever talk to her again? No, ever? and she that never. That was a last encounter. And she never confronted me about it. She knew then. And she, she never from there. She never bothered me again. Good. And then we moved Not along. Not saying that you guys should bully her. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's good. just sad that it took that, you know, yeah. scenario for her to just stop. Yeah. And then with Miss Little Kenya over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> She thought it was. She thought it would be funny to basically slap me with a handful of black chalk in front of kids black in chalk. art class because mm-hmm. we were like using. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it? I think it was cha- black chalk, like charcoal yeah. kind of art. So you you know you put dust on I your hand and then you use yeah. you use your mind to create art art with your imagination and using your hands. You're just using hands and mm-hmm. fingers. She slapped me with that and another one. I just kept my anger to myself. Everyone was laughing. But I was like thinking of like what to do to her because obviously she it worked with for Nicole. No well, she just didn't she didn't like me in general. She okay. didn't like how the teacher would always be like using almost my work for an oh. example. Like, oh, you know, look at Oscar. Everybody look look at Oscar's example. Mine were almost always on the bulletin board. Yeah 
for like you know presentation that's, that's to show cool. the class uh -huh. so whenever we would have those parent conferences when their parents would come over you yours know, would be there i would be up there and my mom would always <laughs> it's funny because thinking about it now my mom and dad are like how come your your stuff is on you know everything you do really well is an art class and physical education but we got a literature class reading class math class there's nothing on there uh -huh. for you you're in fact in the failing section i'm just like i don't know i don't like yeah. math i don't like you know reading and writing so you can see where my where my strong Expertise. points were at Expertise. and my mom and dad were just well that's not gonna get you nowhere in life like that's that's only for fun to keep well, it distracted. Well, first of all, let me just be, I want to be the first one here to say it because somebody could be listening and they might be amazing, like with their creativity, with digital And that art goes with anything, anything. artistic. I don't, I don't, I think that was a, I know that that was a lie of our parents. They, that's where they kind of screwed up and said like, that's not going to get you far because damn well it can get you far it can yeah. get you far if nowadays you, tap in. you can get you very very far yeah even back in the day but it's just it just takes that like that boldness to you to just continue to pursue to it, it and to be consistent because it's not going to happen overnight but i just wanted to say that because that's not true like just because you're not smart literally or like book smart school smart whatever yeah. doesn't mean you're not gonna make it in life, in life no. like whatever you are talented in whatever you're gifted in whatever you are just like good in, good at tap like into that stick to it go through the hardships in life do whatever you can to still provide for yourself or gather yourself around people who are like-minded who can push you to be greater and get greater and all of that and that's how you will make it in life that's not true like just because you're into that doesn't mean that you can make it okay more <laughs> but yeah that girl in our class was kenya kenya um, her name was kenya what did she do i she walked you. by one day and she had a long braid we got 10 minutes. And I had like really good silver scissors. So I walked by, I pulled it, and like just chopped it as much as I could. Just to walk by. Hair? And, and I didn't get to cut the whole thing, but what the damage was, I just got like a good uneven chunk of her hair. Oh my God. And I knew that that would be effective because she was just okay. all about her hair. She loved her. She loved to show off her hair. She would walk in with different hair extravagant hairstyles i'm like bro oh, that's where it's gonna be that's my money that's right where there. It's gonna hurt and it did and but she did confront me about it she's crying she's like look at me i look hideous you know i she undid her what braid and it was like a good chunk of it was gone <laughs> what did you do did you laugh when she showed you that yeah well it's because i didn't see the results until she like took off her braid i was oh, just like oh no it's like asymmetrical abstract hairstyle but yeah obviously they had to cut it off she had a bob so after it that led and you... she but she did confront me we did end up you know talking time. out about it talking it out but we never really we apologized and everything but we never got to be friends whatever yeah. just, we just did our own thing yeah well we're <laughs> we're basically 50 minutes in. we're 47 minutes into the podcast episode and i can only record up to like an hour right now i could always re-record like start a new one but i don't want to waste too much time um talking about like 
the time. So to end three advice, three, I don't know, three like gems, tips, whatever. What can you give to the audience that are listening that could be struggling with fear right now? Like what kind of advice? I would just advise to, you know, get up, you can cry, cry it out, it's fine, but don't cry too much, it's, because crying is not going to help. sit in it? Yeah, don't dwell in it. Okay. Just do your thing, you know, let it out, get up, dust yourself up, and just, you know try again and just be I don't know how much to say. just be brave believe in yourself you know don't give up never give up just always continue to go forward look forward um, look for distractions that can you know help you out in your reach, case it was creativity yeah creativity if you're the kind that needs to reach out to someone then do it mm-hmm. you know reach out to someone get help get advice um you know and just continue to be yourself you know live life unapologetically be yeah. authentically yourself yeah and is that it is that all the yeah pretty much okay so my i want to give i want to give advice now i think my advice would be to if somebody somebody who's just going through a really hard time somebody who's really dwelling in like fear that feels like they just can't seem to like almost like there's no moving forward like you just don't see the light i would say what he said like feel it out definitely but don't yeah I would say don't dwell in it and I think something that helped me like or has helped me when I was in a very dark phase like that was to go outside like even if it's just to like sit outside you need to breathe fresh air get out of your bedroom yes um and then two would be find Honestly, I would just intru- I want to introduce God to you. I want to introduce prayer. I want to I want to introduce to you a friend that is right beside you and literally he can hear your whispers. He's there with you all the time. He is there when you're crying, he's there when you're when you feel the loneliest. I would say don't hesitate to talk out loud. You're not crazy you're being you know like he he's there he knows every thought before you even think of it he already knows how your life is playing out and he is he is going to be your strength so I would definitely invite God into your life into your heart and just have faith that he can heal you and he can he can he can give you the strength that you don't have now to keep moving forward and if you truly believe that, you're going to see him work in your life, whether that's sending you friends or just blessings in your life. Um, so I would say that as a second one. And then the third is to have faith, honestly, like it's just to have faith and just trust and know that it's 
gonna be okay like yeah. you gotta trust just, just trust it and act on it like believe yeah believe in that and but, if it helps you know just go through life like a karate kid yeah <laughs> period <laughs> period um so yeah guys that was today's episode this was episode number two season two <laughs> what should we title it it's got to represent you and your story so we can come up with that after but i'm super grateful that i, I had the opportunity to sit and to listen to you to let you share your story because i didn't know certain details of oh that. there's a lot i know there's, there's a, lot more. a lot and if you guys want to tap into my brother's brain more <laughs> let us know even if you don't i'm probably gonna have him on here if you would like to i do actually, i was nervous for this i don't know why but it's just it was fun it's just hanging out getting comfortable um, is fun but yeah i do want to say thanks for sharing these stories because it honestly also creates something also within our relationship and it's just yeah like you already know that i have love for you and i love you and that's so hard me for too. me to say but god's working on my heart and i'm really <laughs> trying but thank you for sharing your story and guys make sure you guys follow arise pod and subscribe on spotify on there so you guys can get updates is there anything else you want to say where can, can they find you are you open to like people looking you? if not that's fine i mean yeah but if you want to shout yourself out, it does not. It's like um, my Instagram. I just post whatever random what's stuff. What's your Instagram? Um, my Instagram is damn, I forgot. It's at I'm rich as piss. Okay, so you guys can find him on I'm rich as piss on, on Instagram. Instagram. Are you private? I don't think so. Okay, well, y'all could look if you guys want to follow him. You can follow him and pick of his brain i don't know um but yeah anywhere else or is that uh no that's pretty much it okay sounds good i'll have i you... hope it helped some of your listeners it helped me i, I got <laughs> emotional a little bit but thank you guys so much and i will talk to you guys in the next episode bye